Self-confidence. Recently, I overheard someone say, I need some help. I just don't have any self-confidence. I thought a lot about that. What does that mean? What's that person saying? What are they feeling? What can a person do about that? I thought a lot about it, and here's what I came up with. Start with the term itself. Self-confidence. Self. This whole thing starts with the self. I don't know that someone can help you, truly help you with your personal self-confidence. It's dictated by the self. Someone else can come along and tell you how great you are, how deserving you are, how special you are, or how much they believe in you. That certainly helps, but here's the problem with that. It's fleeting. It just doesn't last. See, it didn't come from the self. It came from someone else. So we can probably start there. It starts inside. It's an internal feeling of confidence. An internal feeling of, damn right I can. We have to start with the understanding that we find this ability, this willingness, this want inside ourselves. Since it starts internally, there are really two ways one can develop self-confidence. One is self-esteem and the other is self-worth. And I'm suggesting self-worth. See, self-esteem teaches us that we're important and special regardless of what we've done and what our attitude or philosophy is. We're special and important simply because we breathe. If you look around, you can see self-absorbed narcissists all around you. Some people absolutely love themselves for no good reason whatsoever. That is the result of high self-esteem. It's not something that's been earned. It's solely because I am. There's nothing tangible to self-esteem. I hold myself in high regard simply because I am me. This is also fleeting because all the time we are bombarded with information that proves otherwise. We take tests. We're required to meet quotas, look at paltry paychecks, are involved in poor relationships, don't see a bright future, and instantly realize that we're not that special at all. We're not that important. In a whisper, our self-esteem can be taken away when reality smacks us in the face and delivers the truth of our universe, that we are not special. Since it can be taken away so easily by experience or the opinions of others, self-esteem can't be the path to self-confidence. On the other hand, self-worth implies that we are, in fact, important because we did something of value. We cleaned our room, we cooked a great dinner, we sold great insurance plan, we have a great marriage, our paycheck looks better every year, we've lost a lot of unhealthy weight, we ran 10 miles, we did 50 push-ups. In short, we did things we might not have wanted to do so we could get the results we wanted to have. If you cooked a great dinner, see, no one can take that from you. Your family sits down and eats this meal, and they all look at you with glowing smiles, saying, Thanks, Dad. That was awesome. Nobody can come along and take that from you. Even if Gordon Ramsay came to your home with his angry British accent and told you it was awful, you still have your family who thought it was great. Now, that's permanent. See, that can't be taken away. That's yours, and you can build off of that. It's so powerful. The only reason we don't think like that is because we get mentally lazy. We fall short of completing the sentence. We say, that's awesome, but don't say why. We do this with kids so often, they start to fall into the same trap. 
Your daughter cleans her room, comes out, and you say, great job. See, that's lazy. That's falling short. Hey, you did a great job cleaning your room. Ah, now you've attached the action to the feeling of accomplishment with only three more words. See, that's permanent. Now she believes I'm the type of person that can get things done. At the very least, I know I can clean my room. She can build off of that. She can't build off of great job. It's too vague. It's just way too general a statement. Another thing that matters to our self-confidence is how we think. Keep this in mind. What affects us most is not how things are, but how we think things are. It's not reality that beats us. Rather, our thoughts of reality defeat us. One man has a heart attack and depressingly thinks to himself, I can't believe this is how my life is going to be. As he wrongly assumes he can no longer have a full and interesting life. Another man has a heart attack and thinks, I'm going to get healthier and eat better and make sure I don't miss out on anything for the rest of the time I have left. How can that be? They both had heart attacks, but vastly different responses to it. One was a victim and thought there was nothing he could do about it. The other was a problem solver and decided to take his life into his own hands, do something about it, and move forward and make the best life possibly can be. They had different responses and probably different results simply because they allowed different thoughts to enter their minds. My mentor Jim Rohn said, stand guard at the gate of your mind. It's so important. Stand guard at the gate of your mind. It's an important practice. You have the ability to decide what comes into your mind, thus the ability to think what you choose to think. That's an incredible amount of control. Don't blow it. Guard wisely the gate of your mind and decide what enters and what doesn't. I think it's just as important to figure out what's, what not to think as it is what to think. What kind of face would you make and what would we think if a person we know was to think stupid things, say stupid things, and do stupid things, but tell us they were going to have a rich and fulfilling life? We'd probably laugh in their face, and rightfully so. Poor thinking will keep you lost in the dark forever. Control what you think and you can have massive control over your results. So what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about what you've done well or are you thinking about what needs to change in the world? Are you thinking about what you can control or are you wishing things out of your control to be different? Are you able to point the challenges you've overcome or do you spend your time trying to convince others and probably yourself how special you are, how deserving you are, how unlucky you are? See, these things matter. How you think is the first step to all action. Improper thought will likely lead to improper action. On the other hand, proper thought will likely lead to excellent results, and results is the name of the game. My teacher said, if you will change, everything will change for you. Your self-confidence is based on you. It's based on your thoughts, on the challenges you take on every day, and the results of those battles. Those results are the fuel that fires the engine of self-confidence, making it ever more likely that the next challenge doesn't have a chance of stopping you. Take every opportunity to face those challenges, maybe even find new ones. When you overcome them, you have new data in your mental briefcase that you can always recall when times get tough and you may be lacking confidence. Those memories of success will remind you of what you're capable of. And it's so much more than you may currently believe. Until next time, I'm Pete Colasano.